Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to Aid Evolved, and I'm your host, Rowena Luke. Now, when you dig deep enough into the problem of providing quality healthcare in Africa, sooner or later, you hit the foundational question, who's going to pay for all of this? Today, we speak with Nicole Speaker, CEO of Farm Access Foundation, an organization which has done phenomenal work tackling this question head on. For one, Farm Access has provided over $200 million in loans directly to health facilities in Africa, money that's been used to expand services and reach lower income markets. They also provide a digitally enabled health financing solution to almost 5 million people and figured out a model that's financially sustainable, not because they threw tech at the problem, but because they developed an approach that works for the poor and also serves the middle class together. I sat down with Nicole Speaker recently to learn more about digital health insurance, how Farm Access became an industry leader in this space, and the next mountain they're looking to climb. This conversation was recorded live at the IFC Global Private Health Conference that took place in Cape Town in February of 2023. IFC is a development finance institution and the private sector arm of the World Bank Group. Just before we get started, let me make one small ask. We'd like to air your questions and comments here on this show. Is there a technology you want to learn more about? Is there a funding mechanism you'd like to discuss? Or maybe you have some other question or comment to share about the show. We'll be taking some time in a future episode to go through our mailbag. So please send us a recording or email to podcast at aidevolved.com. And if it's relevant for our audience, we'll air it. Last public service announcement, if you like our show, do connect with us on LinkedIn or Twitter at 8Evolved. And maybe share it with a friend. It really does help us get the word out there. All right, let's get back to Nicole Speaker, CEO of Farm Access Foundation. Farm Access is an international organization. We are not for profit, but we do work with the private sector and we really want to create better healthcare systems in Africa making sure that people have the financial means to go to a healthcare facility and that the healthcare facilities are offering quality of care. We are in four countries. We are in Kenya, Tanzania, Nigeria, and, uh, and Ghana. My own sort of uh, home is Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, you might be able to tell that from the accent, but I try to be on the African continent as much as possible because that's really where everything is happening. Nice, amazing, great to hear. And I'm a big fan of the public-private partnerships that Farm Access has been able to mediate. I'm interested in talking to you today about all the amazing work that you've done in terms of the health insurance space. To state the obvious, the penetration of health insurance on this continent is abysmally low. You know, a little bit better in South Africa, but in Kenya and Tanzania, it's very low. And I know your organization has done a lot of work to fight that. What are some of the trends that you're seeing that's going to change that? What are some of the ways in which uh, you believe as we look to the future, adoption of health insurance is going to increase on this continent? Yeah, well, it's, it is going to increase and we have to increase it. For some reason, for years, we've been trying to do traditional universal healthcare coverage approaches, which means that we finance what we call for the supply side. There's a central medical store somewhere that distributes medication throughout the country. There is a central place where Staff is being educated and then staff is being assigned to various hospitals throughout the country. And it hasn't worked. 
that just the, the impact indicators are very poor. Women are still dying during childbirth. And we know that medication is not reaching the remote parts of the country, especially for poor people. So we need to stop pretending that we can just fix these things after we tried for 50 years. So insurance mechanisms and really the side financing mechanisms where healthcare facilities get paid based on actually seeing a patient and empowering that patient with an insurance card is truly transformative. These are the kind of models that we need to do. Now, what has hampered the uptake? I think traditional beliefs, a lot of people still think that you can fix a lot of very fundamental problems in governments and in insurance models in Africa, that nowadays you can really change through transformative models. Now, the power of mobile technology in Africa has transformed this continent. It's really empowered people. I've lived for six years in Kenya. Kenya invented mobile money. It wasn't a European invention. It was an American invention. In fact, we don't have this in Europe yet. But in Kenya for six years, I didn't need a bank account. All I needed was my mobile phone, pay for any type of financial services that I wanted. So it's created an empowerment where now most Kenyans are financially literate because they're using their mobile phone to access financial services. And now this still technology is right here at the tip of our hands to change healthcare. Can you imagine that's that same power that we have every day through our mobile phone to pay for things, to order things, to chat with our friends, to post things on social media. We're truly connected with the rest of the world. And yet we're not doing that for healthcare. You still have to hope that somebody in the capital has distributed medication to the village and give you medication when you don't have to wait for that central system buy a coffee or a new pair of Nike or chat with their friends. So the digital transformation is happening and the digital transformation is going to happen right here on Africa. I tell you, people here are going to show how to fix healthcare in the rest of the world. So lots of exciting opportunities there. That's an incredible trend to make our work in health insurance get momentum. I know you've done a lot of work and Pharmax has done a lot of work leveraging that digital trend with the MTBA program. Can you talk a bit about one or two key pillars of that program that has made it work? Right now, there's a lot of different insurance schemes and digital insurance schemes on the continent. What is it about MTBA that makes it different and a model for others to follow? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do that. The story about MTBA, we launched it seven years ago, and we actually like to talk about it as a product rather than than a, a program. Antiba is a platform technology that allows us to connect patient payers and healthcare providers digitally. This means that a woman or a patient has on their mobile phone a health wallet. The health wallet contains your entitlement to go to a healthcare facility. It can be insurance, it can be a voucher, it can be something else. When you go to the healthcare facility, the technology recognizes that you're actually at a healthcare facility of seeking healthcare that you need. With this digital technology, the payer is now paying the healthcare facilities for services delivered. It's almost comparing it to an Uber, right? Where you, you connect on a journey, on a taxi ride, you commit to it, and there is always a payment done with it. What we're doing here with this technology is allowing a patient to connect with a healthcare provider, seeking services and paying, getting a payer to pay for actually services being delivered. 
what a relief that must be to a patient who's used to going to a clinic and getting rejected or pushed back because the program's not matching or the funds aren't coming through or many different reasons. Now, we wanted to make this truly sustainable and inclusive. Now, the thing with healthcare is somebody has to pay for somebody else, right? Mm. The rich have to pay for the poor, the healthy have to pay for the sick. So a lot of insurance programs have failed because they simply focus on the very poor. Power of mobile money of Impressa, for example, in Kenya, is that it's everyone's solution. Rich people use it, poor people use it. So the power of MTBA is that it's a platform that is inclusive. We started a company, actually. So we started a Kenyan tech company, recruiting, you know, really cool tech guys from Kenya. So we also created the job market. And these guys and girls know what they're doing, right? They build this technology platform. And it's now already connected more than four and a half million Kenyans that have on their mobile phone, doesn't have to be a smartphone, can be a feature phone, this mobile application that allows them to access financial services to go to a healthcare facility, empowering the individual to take care of their health, empowering the healthcare facility to be able to create income and buy new medication and invest in new equipment. And also empowering the payer because you're creating a transparency and accountability, public services and public financial means use to demonstrate that you really created impact. So at the end of the day, everybody can benefit from a functioning system. Amazing. What I really enjoyed the way that you described this concept of digital solidarity, you know, bringing a community together because in many communities historically, the rich have cared for the poor and there's some aspect of recreating that in the digital world and thereby opening doors to, to serve everyone across the field. Based on the experience that you've had with MTBA and with Health Insurance Program, what advice do you have for other impact investors or donors that are looking to make health insurance work? When you see other programs, and I'm sure you've talked about it mm-hmm. even here this way, and they see the things that they're trying to do, what are some of the things that, that, that you've learned from your experience um, yeah. that you hope can guide others? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's people use the word disruptive nowadays easily, but it is being disruptive, right? Insurance in, in Africa is not failing because people don't know how to set up insurance programs. Mm-hmm. Insurance typically are failing because nobody trusts each other. People don't mm-hmm. trust that if they send money to the government that they, they get a return in terms of better healthcare. Yeah, the healthcare facilities don't trust that if they have a contract with the government that they get paid. So you need this whole new transformative way of thinking that digital and connectivity is offering. And yet we're not tapping into it. And we're using traditional models of universal healthcare coverage that we invented in Europe in the 1950s. But that's a long time ago. Why go back to something that was necessarily then? Why not leapfrogging and taking up the advances of the fact that there are no legacy systems in Africa? So the technology is there, and actually the technology is right here in Africa. Don't find European solutions and put them on a plate. Look what's available on the ground and invest in that. The second important point that is there is that these are long-term investments. Hmm. People like a good tech startup, but they want the unicorn in three to five years, right? And we're not all Jeff Bezos, and we're not all Mark Zuckerberg. And actually, there is a real opportunity here for social impact, but you can have some return on your investment, but you might be actually doing something good for the world at the same time. And these are much more longer investments that we need. So don't do three to five years investment. Give people 10, 20 years to really get the model up and running. 
And then the third component is really look at the African markets because people here know what they need for healthcare services. So really develop products and services in financial inclusion that are catered to the needs of African people. So three important learnings. I think maybe you're anticipating the next question that I want to ask, which is about that question of investor exits in the work that you're doing, balancing the work of the public and the private sector. Obviously, when you talk to private sector investors, their question is, what does my exit look like? How does an investment in like health insurance or health insurance technology pay out even in 10 or 20 years? Do you have any commentary on that picture? Any thoughts to encourage people that are, are interested in investing in the space? Yeah. No, it's out there and there's, and there's a lot of money needed. So please, investors, come to Africa and, and, you know, invest in Africa because it's worth it. I think what is an important lesson is, is that long breath, but also this is a call to more the public sector. You need blended financing models. Actually, within Farmex, as we have associated organizations, including an equity investment fund called the Investment Fund for Health in Africa. And because we can sort of de-risk early investments, when we started MTBA Kepe, the company, the first million dollars that we used to prove the model was actually public money that we used to demonstrate it. That million dollars raised more than $50 million of equity investment. Wow. So we're not getting people rich, we're de-risking investment that otherwise never would have taken place. But we also saved $50 million of donor money that we could use somewhere else what? because investors are willing to come in and pay that money. So again, there's a win-win situation uh, there. So in terms of private partnerships, it's not just about the partners on the ground. The investors and the public funders, the multilaterals, the USAIDs and the Gates Foundations and you know the NORADs of this world, should be looking at blended financing models because by combining them, you can create impact and also make sure that the social, the impact investors don't just cater for the higher end of the market, but they start thinking about the lower end of the market as well. Nice. Amazing. Wow. What's next for Farm Access Foundation? You know, after looking ahead to the future, do you have any, anything you want to highlight about the future direction? More than happy to do this because I love, hopefully I've been able to convince you I've lost digital technology. It's going to happen on the ground right here in Africa. But the one thing we need to figure out is once we really truly unlock the power of digital transformation in Africa, the value of data is going to be unprecedented. It's, you know, nowadays people become millionaires because they have the information how we watch cat movies on Facebook. Can you imagine how rich you could become in understanding people's healthcare needs? including African people health companies. Mm -hmm. What we're going to work on is how do we stimulate public-private partnerships, but also how do we make data and healthcare data a public good so that the ownership, but importantly, the value of data stays with the people that it belongs to. Now, internationally, people are always talking about data privacy and data protection, but we never talk about data value creation. I'm going to make a provocative statement here, but can you imagine that you are a pregnant woman living in the slums of Nairobi and with a few anonymized data points that can help create better healthcare, it can actually help you pay for your services and give you a healthy baby. 
You know, we need to figure out how to do this. Now, I'm not saying people should be selling their data. What I'm saying is there's a world out there where instead of making one company incredibly rich, can we create a model where some of that value is owned by the people it belongs to? So as Pharmac says, we're going to work on that. Data as a social good. It's the future. That's incredible. I can't follow up. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, thanks for, thanks for having me and uh, putting this topic on the agenda. I mean, uh, again, the, the world is going to transform and it's going to start right here in Africa. So you'll be seeing me somewhere on the continent and hopefully, you know, putting a spark in any initiative so that we can really set this place on fire. That digital health insurance platform from Pharmaxis Foundation today has now spun out into an independent company called CarePay which is expanding that same health financing service to other markets like Nigeria and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about Nicole or Pharmaxis Foundation, check out our show notes at aidevolved.com. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to share with us, please send them to podcast at aidevolved.com. And don't forget to connect with us on LinkedIn or Twitter. We'll be back again in two weeks when we sit down with John Fairhurst, the head of private sector engagement at the Global Fund. See you then.